following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft, Taft, and Hagler, and tiebreakers. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Okay, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to our show. Got a great show planned for you today. Up first, Larry Williford, the outstanding head basketball coach at Farmville Central. His Jaguars have won eight state championships, and they look like they are primed and ready for number nine. Off to a 4-0 start, and they've got the John Wall tournament coming up later on this month, so we'll get his thoughts on all of that. We'll also talk about the future of high school sports, that kind of thing with Larry Williford. The back half hour of our show today, Kim McNeil, her East Carolina Pirates off to a 5-3 and three start, and uh, they've got a big, big game coming up later on in December as well. So we'll talk with Coach Williford first, Coach McNeil after that. This is the Brian Bailey Show on Pirate Radio, and we're back with more after this. I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. The best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. This is John Gavigan with the Gavigan Agency. Our top priority is doing what is best for our members. Whether you are buying a new vehicle, a new home, protecting your family with life insurance, or filing a claim, our agency will be there every step of the way. Our goal is to become a trusted advisor for you and your family for all of your personal and commercial insurance needs. Give us a call in Greenville at 756-1400 for a car, home, business, or life insurance quote today. And give us the opportunity to show you the benefits of doing business with some Someone who cares. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier restaurant and bourbon authority. Jefferson's, Basil Hayden, Woodford Reserve, and a Midwinter Night's Dram are just a few of the incredible bourbon options. The Rick House features the very best steaks and fresh, made from scratch pastas. The Rick House can host your corporate event or special parties in the 3,000 square foot banquet hall. Join the Rick House for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and for the wine tastings on the last Friday of every month. The Rick House. 
be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Proud to be voted the Remodeler of the Year by the Home Builders Association of Raleigh-Wake County in 2018 and Best Business Commercial Remodel Project winner for 2020. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. The holiday season is here and Russell's wants to be Santa's little helper. The fall arrivals at Russell's are amazing. Whether it's the great collection of men's suits and sport coats, the beautiful dresses and casual attire for women, or the new collection of barber outerwear for both men and women, we have you covered. Russell's clothing has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for over 40 years. That adds up to a lot of Christmas smiles. Our signature gift wrap is beautiful and free. Put us on your list. We'll both be glad you did. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington. Pirate Radio. The voice of the Pirate Nation. One, two, three, four. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday as we tip off our show, talking basketball times two today. Larry Williford's up first, the head basketball coach at Farmville Central. His Jags off to a 4-0 start. Had a chance to see parts of two of those games already this season. Coach Williford, how are you on this Monday? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Big question is, have you got your Christmas shopping done yet? Uh, well, I mean, I think uh, my wife's got all that taken care of, I hope. <laughs> but well, what about for her? All season is tough. Yeah. You got to look out for the missus. Oh, it's Christmas all year long for her. <laughs> because she's married to you? <laughs> Look, I, I'm just—I'm easy to get along with. If you want something, go get it. There you go. There you go. All right, let's talk basketball a little bit. Uh, you know, so far this season, and we talk so much with Jeff Craddock all football season because Tarboro is one of those teams that their goal from you know the first practice is a state championship. They came up just short in losing to Mount Airy this past weekend. The same thing at Farmville Central. You know, your goal from the first time you guys tip it off for practice is a state championship do you feel like that you're on that path right now well i think we got a great group of guys and that practice extremely hard and that are very talented and you know i tell them all the time being talented is one thing but hard work with talent then you have a chance to be special and it's early uh, we got a challenge and schedule ahead of us and we're going to northeastern wednesday you know two two and a half hours away uh, in the middle of the week, I wanted to challenge us early with a road game against a really quality opponent. And, um, you know, a lot of people have said they're one of the couple teams in 2A East that, you know, could have a chance to come out of the 2A. Uh, so looking forward to going on the road. I like to play away early in the year and see how guys react, especially that far away. You know, got many fans and, and just see how we do. And you got a home and home with Northeastern, so they'll come back and uh, and play you guys in Farmville as well, right? Yes, sir. Uh, December 20th, they'll be here the day we get out for school. So we'll have a little special for the kids. You know, you buy half price tickets for the students that day for Christmas. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a great atmosphere to uh, lead us into Christmas break. You guys opened the season with a matchup against the 1A defending state champs against Wilson Prep, and, and you guys cruised to a pretty easy victory. But uh, they've got a, they've got a good basketball team too, don't they? Yeah, I tell people that that score is deceiving of how good that basketball team is. We've got to return that game in late January 
and I promise you it's going to be a much closer game. And it's a game that we possibly could lose. I and mean, they're, they're a quality team. They have depth. Uh, you know, a lot of times in high school when you, when you get to the seventh, eighth, ninth guy, you see a significant drop-off in talent level. They don't have that. Um, plus, they have, they're unique at a 1A school that they have legitimate size at 6'9 and 6'7. Um, and both those guys are quality basketball players. And then you went uh, with the home and home with D.H. Conley, a, a 4A school, and you really took it to the Vikings in both those games, didn't you? Yeah, I, I was a little surprised. Um, you know, we, we caught a lot of flack for the score, and, you know, we weren't trying to run it up on nobody. We we play our style of basketball, and, and it's full court. Um, even when our subs come in and – that's how we practice every night, and it's very hard for us to go back to a different style. We'll, we will look, we would look lost on the court. Um, and I thought, you know, even as we subbed in and got, you know, when you play 14 guys in a high school basketball game with a running clock, that goes by very quickly, and it's very hard to play 14 people. Both those games, we were very fortunate to get 14 guys in meaningful minutes, and I think one of them, 13 out of 14, have scored. Yeah, and when you look at a game like that, obviously, you know, nobody wants to run up a score. Uh, but the way you guys play, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of – and that's probably why they went with the, the running clock and the rules because they understand that, that when you put your subs in, you know, you, you want them to go in and play the same t- style that your starters play because if somebody gets hurt and you have to put somebody in, you know, they've got to know that same style. But you don't want to run the score up, so that's why the running clock is there. Yeah, I mean, you've got to get those guys on the bench prepared. I tell our team all the time, if because they can remember the state championship game from, you know, last March. We finished that game with, you know, three guys that were non-starters on the floor in the fourth quarter because of foul trouble, um, you know, other factors, you know, twisted ankles. You never know when that's going to come up, and you're only going to be as good as your depth. Uh, especially as you get later in the year and you're going through the rigors of a full conference and a conference tournament and then the state playoffs where you're basically playing, you know, five games in a 10-day period. Um, Depth is critical because guys are going to get nicked and banged. And then you went uh, with the basketball game against Northern Nash and were able to win 82-57. And Northern Nash has got a good program. Yeah, they were top three or four all season last year. Another team with legitimate size at you know six ten and six seven. Um, I just thought our speed gave them fits. Um, we are very just a fast basketball team, and, and we probably better defensively than we are offensively. Um, we, even though we're putting up big numbers, when we watch the film, and you know you're you're doing a critical analysis of of how you can get better offensively, we're nowhere near where we've been in the past and and that's a good thing because there's a lot to work on you know it's interesting that we've we've got you on first and we've got uh, coach mcneil on second and both of your styles defensively are very similar because you create offense off of your defense and and that that says a lot you know if you're playing farmville central and you're trying to beat farmville central you know the trick would be to probably slow the game down but you guys are so fast how does how does the team slow the game down uh, I, I guess having great ball handlers would be the first problem. Yeah, I mean, the first way you can slow it down because now 
you negate the ability to really press up. I mean, if you have a really solid guy that can dribble left and right and who can withstand pressure, then you turn it more into a half-court game. Um, our goal was, you know, hopefully not let you get into your offense. Like at Conley, you know, when they do get in their half-court sets, they run them very well. Our goal was not to let them run a half-court set. Um, and you, you get teams out of whack. And, and I'll be honest with you, that is the way we practice every night. It's no gimmick. It's no like everyone thinks it's, it's freelancing, but it's, there's a method to the madness of, of, of how hard you have to practice and what kind of shape you got to be in to do this. Yeah, and I was talking with Coach Schwartz. Uh, you know, his his Pirates fell to South Carolina, but in a very good game. Uh, the Gamecocks scored the last six points and won the game 68-62 on Saturday in that noon start. Great atmosphere at Williams Arena, Menzies Coliseum. You know, he's known for defense, came to Tennessee, you know, known for defense. And his team has struggled defensively a couple of times. And I think that the average fan just doesn't understand, you know, how hard it is to teach basketball defense, that, that it's a completely different animal. All we see is a screen here, a screen here, guy gets loose, guy gets a jump shot, guy makes a layup, but defensively, I mean, it's it's really complicated, wouldn't you say? Yes, I mean, like, I guess for the average fan, if you're watching a basketball game, every pass, five guys on defense should be moving, and three to four to five of them should be talking, and in the high school, the hardest part is to get these guys to communicate. You know, they're in a cell phone world where texting and, you know, they can do things with their thumbs on a phone. Well, you know, we put the phones away for two hours and they've got to talk. And now they're, for a lot of them, it's unfamiliar to, to have to communicate. And it's a slow process. Um, it's still one that we're, we're not where we need to be. Um, because your gym in a practice setting should be loud. I mean, everyone should be communicating at a high level because that's how you learn how to handle ball screens and your ball screen coverages. And But it, it just starts with basic communication and moving every time there's a pass. You know, everyone has a job to do. We, I know Bill Belichick, said, you know, he was famous for saying, do your job. A lot of our defensive philosophy is if you do your job, then, then you're going to be in good shape. And, uh, you know, we've, we've done a pretty good job of it. Uh, we're definitely ahead defensively than we are offensively at this point. You know, you watch Coach Schwartz on the sideline, and man, he is so animated, especially when his Pirates are on defense, and he's all over the place, and it's almost like a, a sixth person on the court for East Carolina. I, I, I see you're animated at times, but I think you're a little more laid back. But have you ever watched Coach Schwartz when he's calling out those defensive signals? Oh, yeah. He's, uh, you know, it's, being on that level, you know, I was fortunate to kind of do this 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 whole ordeal backwards, where I was, yep. you know, Division One before I was a high school coach, and you know, every game, you know, your livelihood is somewhat on the line. You know, people don't want to think of it like that, but it's but it's a high pressure situation where you're you're judged on winning basketball games, and it, you know you. I can only, you know, I couldn't imagine the amount of pressure those guys. I know the amount of pressure I feel internally for me. I can't imagine it at their level. Let's talk about your ball club a little bit in depth and uh, drop some name for us, names for us. Josh Short obviously uh, was your star from last year. Do you have a star this year? Because it, it seems like you know a lot of guys get a lot of playing time, and one night it's this guy, and one night it's another guy. 
it's been a unique experience because we've always had maybe that alpha guy that everybody knew about. Uh, this group here is collectively a lot of really good basketball players. And some people have said this is the most depth they've ever seen us have. And, you know, that's up for debate. But we do have nine, ten guys that, that can do things at a pretty high level. Uh, it, it makes practices very intense. Because we don't go ones versus twos, we split up evenly. So our competition, everything's competition based. But you know, obviously, we got a little point guard, a little lefty, MJ Williams, who's phenomenal. Um, he's fast. He's a great defender. He can really shoot the three. Like the other night, he had eight assists Saturday night. So and we're, we're challenging him to do more than score and you know distribute the basketball. So you know, twelve points, eight assists, and uh, three steals. That's a heck of a stat line for a point guard. Um, but really across the line, you know, J.D. Daniels, who was the most outstanding player in the state championship game last year, he's 6'3", really kind of freaky guy because he can really penetrate against anybody. Um, and he can really – he's probably got the highest basketball IQ on our basketball team because he can pass the ball so well. And then, you know, we got a transfer from Greenfield, Hampton Evans, um, who's really give us legitimate size down low at 6'6", 210 pounds. Um, and a toughness, you know, he's been in some wars, you know, he's an all state guy from private school. This is his first go around the public school level. Um, and I think he's really enjoyed his time here at Farmville and, uh, you know, the way we play, uh, Tyler Whitehurst, uh, another guard who can just probably every time he shoots it, I think is going in and you don't get that feeling often in high school. Most time you're, you're grimacing when some guys shoot, uh, but he's a guy we want to shoot. Um, Chris Rhodes, yeah, I can I can name ten guys, Brian. I, I'm so blessed that hey, I've got talented basketball players, but really we got really good people too. And it's got to be hard too because everybody wants to start. And and if if I'm on Farmville Central's basketball team and I think well, maybe I'm the seventh or eighth guy on the on the squad, man, when you call my name and I get a chance to get in there, I'm going to bust it best I can because I know my time is limited. And you, you see some of that with these guys, don't you? Yes, and I challenge them. I say get in the top eight. You know, most of the time, if you're in the top eight, you're going to play night in and night out. Eventually, we sometimes we got to go. To the, you know, the night we had four guys with two fouls in the first quarter, so the ninth and tenth guy had to get in there and play some minutes. You know, quality minutes. You know, early in the game, and uh, you know, I hope our practices have prepared them for that. But I always challenge them, say, "Hey, just get in the top eight, and the rest will take care of itself." Uh, but the type of people we have, we had a practice. You know, last Friday at a 6.15 in the mornings when we were we were hitting. We were, you know, I told him to be stretched and ready to go at 6.15. At 5.45, we had eight of our 13 guys already here. And at 6.05, everyone's dressed, stretched, and ready to go. And that normally doesn't happen at the high school level. That doesn't happen in, in the world of, of work. I mean, nobody does that. Nobody shows up on time anymore. Nobody has that kind of uh, structure, I guess you could say. So that says a lot for you and your team. Now, uh, the guy that I like and that I had a chance to see both times, Hampton Evans, uh, he's he's different than like what you're used to, I guess, a big guy inside who does give you an inside presence. And, and that's very important for to the all-around all uh, structure structure of this team isn't it yeah i think him and alex together that's another name i didn't mention earlier but you know it's like a four-year guy who's played in three state championships um who's 
can guard any position on the court, one through five. I mean, last year in the state championship game, he was guarding the six eight kid, and uh, you know the guy was number one tight end in the country. Um, but those two give us a physical presence, um, and, and they, they're they're very intelligent basketball players. Um, just like having, and they're athletic, and they can run. You know, because it's one thing if you can play defense, but you got to also be able to run in order to play the style we want to play on offense. All right, December 28th, you've got the John Wall coming up. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, big game. I mean, the from promoters know what they were doing. We're opening up with Reedsville. Um, so it's a rematch of the state championship game. They've pretty much got everybody back. Uh, I would say it's probably going to be the marquee game of that day for their tournament. And it's kind of weird. Fifteen years ago, someone would have told me that Farmville Central would have been the marquee game to open the night at the Wow. So, you know, which is now the John Wall. I would have told them they were crazy, but here we are. And just says a lot about where our basketball program is and what people think about it. 33 of the 40 teams in the John Wall are from North Carolina this year. Uh, today at 7, the brackets will be released. So you open up with Reedsville, and then is that where you'll find out the rest of the bracket? Yeah, I, I don't even ask. Brian, I mean, I'm not going to be one of those coaches that's calling a promoter every day trying to figure things out. Like, you know what you sign up for when you get into those type of events. It's almost like at the college level. If you go to the Maui Invitational, like, it's quality across the board. And you you can't kind of dictate who you play. Like, you're going to play the best. I think five of our six losses in the last five years have been at the John Wall. It might be six of us. We might have had seven losses in the last five or six years, but 90% of our losses are coming out of the John Wall. So that's, that's the type of talent you're playing. Reedsville hasn't played a basketball game yet. They had football going on. They beat Clinton 28-18 in the 2A state championship game this past weekend. So uh, they're going to get to the, the business of basketball very shortly. As you said, a rematch of the 2A state championship game, Reedsville and Farmville Central on December the 28th at the John Wall. And that, that'll be really exciting. Now, before we let you go, uh, what do you think about the eight classifications that are supposedly coming up? I believe it's is it 24-25. That, that's when the uh, or twenty five twenty six when the NCHSAA is going to go to eight classes. Yeah, it'll be year after next. Um, but it's something that the membership voted for. I think it was like ninety percent of the membership voted for to go to eight classifications. It, it in a nutshell, it's going to kind of be like the subdivided football playoffs, right? Um, from a lot of people who didn't really spend a lot of time and study it, it'll it'll be a new experience for them, but. It'll somewhat mirror that. Um, there's for the traditional people in North Carolina, it's going to be different because um, you are going to have a whole lot more split conferences, I believe. Um, you know, one A, two A, and three A's maybe being together in the same conference. The travel's probably going to increase, but I think you'll see competition equality better than what it is now. And uh, they haven't really said anything. Will it be 1A, 1AA, 2A, 2AA, or will they go 1A, 2A, 3A, and all the way up to 8A? I mean, do you, no, do you see? I think it'll go 1A through 8A. Yeah. That's going to be really strange. The way the, way, the, way the, uh, the bylaws were, writ, were written and approved by the, the all the member schools, and there's 450-something member schools, no more than 64 teams can be in a classification. 
And it was time. I mean, I think because if you look at it, every, all, everyone around us, you know, we had been in the 4A model since the 70s, and the amount of schools have doubled since the 70s. Yeah, and I say this all the time. When I first came here in 84, we had a number of schools that were 4A, and now we have two that are 4A. That's Conley and Newburn in our area. And if you go to the 8A model, I would think that Conley and Newburn would probably be 7A, wouldn't they? I think Conley would be 7A. You know, Rose would be on the border of being a 6A, 7A. Um, I think preliminarily looking at the numbers that they sent out, we would be a 3A. Um, for us, you know, with our population around 800 students, you know, average daily membership, things are not going to change much for us. Now, what's happening is these outlier schools that are, so for instance, at the Outer Banks, you've got uh, First Flight, which is exploding in population because people are building, want to live at the beach. Um, Currituck, their enrollment, and then you get out there on the west side, of the state, you know, you got your schools in Charlotte that, that are just busting at the seams. You know, I think, uh, what's it, Myers Park has 3,000 students. Um, so it's not, you know, you, you want to be fair across the board. I don't think it's very fair for a school of 3,000 students to be competing against a school of 1,600. Um, they need to be in a classification of their own. Yeah, I can see that. What I was confused a little bit about is we had the the football model where we had the subdivided playoffs, and then they went back away from that, and then they're going back to it. So it's kind of, you know, for me, that's a little confusing, but evidently everybody wants it. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried. I'm a little worried that when it does come out, there's going to be a lot of backlash because people, you know, a lot of times are resistant to change, and this is going to be a significant change for people who, who've been following high school athletics their whole life. I mean, it's going to be a change for me. It's going to be a change for you. It's yeah. a change for the everyday fans and, and the coaches. But I think in the end, this decision was made with the student athlete best interest first. You know, um, I think it's going to help your smaller schools that have, you know, three or four or 500 students. I think you'll see their state, their, their ability to compete for playoffs will be much better than what they are now. It's going to be a big change coming up. What would you say? Two years from now, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, two years from now as we go to uh, eight classifications for the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. Larry Williford, the Farmville Central basketball coach. His Jaguars going after a ninth state championship coming up this spring, and they're off to a really good start. Uh, in closing, Coach, what do you want to see out of your ball club as you, you, you get set for the John Wall later on? you got a game before that, but uh, just, just what do you want to see as far as improvement goes with your team? I think uh, a little bit more consistent offensive efficiency. Um, you know, we're less about calling plays and more about trying to teach guys how to play within our setting and our rules and our motion offense and, uh, you know, getting guys. Everybody wants to have freedom on the offensive end until they get freedom. And then they, they, they get, sometimes they get brain froze. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people, especially guys that transfer in here, Brian, they, they're used to running a set play every time down the court. And now they, they get this freedom, but it's, but you have to know what to do within the freedom. You know, there's still rules and you have to think on the fly. And, that, and that's where we got to get better. It's just like when you give the kids the keys to the car, right? <laughs> they, they've got the keys, but there's still rules you got to go by. 
Whereas I think they can fly a jet plane to like give him a passenger seat. That's they, they right. Control. That's exactly right. All right, Coach. Thanks so much for hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great, great Christmas. Uh, good luck to the John Wall. We'll of course be keeping up with that, and uh, uh, best of luck all season long as we uh, go after that ninth state championship. Looking forward to it. It's always fun to go to Farmville Central for a basketball game, isn't it? Tell Clip not to be a stranger. I mean, tell him to come to a Farm Central game at least once in his life. I'm gonna get him on right now with you, Clip. You heard that? You're getting called out. Uh, how about call the dogs off next time you play my Conley Vikings? <laughs> you just come to one game at Farmville, so you say you've been here at least once. Yeah, right. you got to make the trip. Actually, Clip went uh, high school football wise with me early on the season for Touchdown Friday, so I'll kidnap him one night and bring him out to Farmville Central. That'd be good. Let's do it. All right. Then we'll give him pre- preferential seating. We'll give him some free popcorn. Maybe throw in a hat. Oh, there you go. How about that? Come in. I've been Count there many in. a time and haven't gotten any popcorn or a hat. So oh, there man. you go. I'll, I'll share with You're you. You're a star. There you go. All right, Coach. Thanks so much. Okay, y'all have a great day. You too. Larry Williford, head basketball coach at Farmville Central, and just a great, great uh, all-around guy. A tremendous coach, and he's got a great, great program with Farmville Central. We'll take a commercial break right now. Coming up next, Kim McNeil, head basketball coach for the East Carolina Ladies. Ladies off to a 5-3 and three start. We'll talk with Coach McNeil as our show continues on this Monday right after this. For the latest from the world of golf, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 10 for the Golf Shop Radio Show, presented by PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com, the golf capital of the world. Hosts Mark Greenhelch and Matt Blanchard talk golf from tee to green and everything in between. If you like golf, you're going to love Golf Shop Radio. Before you tee up, drop on in. Welcome to the Golf Shop. Have you ever seen those exotic aquariums like the guys do in Las Vegas on television? You ever thought about having one of these aquariums in your business? It's more affordable than you think. This is Hal Pruitt with rentafishtank.com. We can make having an aquarium in your business turnkey with no work, cleaning, or hassles for you. Rentafishtank.com creates a relaxing atmosphere and keeps children occupied. Rentafishtank.com already services many dental, pediatric, and doctor offices, plus hospitals and senior living centers. Check us out at rentafishtank.com. It's bow time. Tis the season for food and family, but thanks to Bojangles, you don't have to spend hours in the kitchen when loved ones come home for the holidays. Set down the spatula and put away the mixing bowls, because this holiday season, Bojangles is ready to help you celebrate with all your family favorites, like Chicken Supreme, Cajun Filet Biscuits, or a big bow box of hand-breaded chicken, scratch-made biscuits, and fixins for the whole family. We'll make the food so you can focus on making memories. Head to Bojangles and gift yourself a taste of home. It's bow time. This is Parker Bird from ECU Baseball, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. Kim McNeil, East Carolina women's coach, now joins us from our office over at East Carolina. Her ladies are off until next Monday when the Pirates will play host to George Mason. Coach, how are you on this Monday? I'm doing great. How about you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Getting ready for a big, big Christmas season. I know you've been out Christmas shopping some, haven't you? Uh, you know, a little, but I, I, I'm doing my stuff online. I think 
I think I think we all do that now. I, I think I, I walked through. I was bored this morning. I walked through the mall and I kind of walked around. And I, I thought to myself, you know, you know, everybody does all their shopping through Amazon or whatever, ordering online, and and you know, in my house, you know, the table just gets full of boxes and boxes, and it's kind of like Christmas when you open them up to see what you've ordered. <laughs> you can, uh, to, my, door, my door is piling up already. Yeah, there you go. Uh, your ball club, five and three on the season so far. When you look at, at what you've accomplished so far, uh, I know you've got a big couple of games coming up, and of course you got the conference season. But when you look at, at how you've done so far, how do you rate it so far? Um, I'd probably give us a B minus C plus. Um, I feel like we let some games go. I thought we played very poorly at VCU. Um, obviously, we played against um, Ohio State and the Bahamas, which is a really, really good team. Um, and then Seton Hall, I felt like that was one that we, we probably could have gotten. So I, I think at this point we should be 7-1, and one, but 5-3 uh, and three is not bad. But if we can learn uh, from those games and, and, and it can help us come February, March, then, you know, I'll take it. Why do you think it is, and I've asked coaches this for years and years, that, that teams just seem to play differently on the road uh, than they do at home? And, I, and I've heard a myriad of answers. You know, they're more accustomed to the baskets, the rims. They, they're more comfortable. But, you know, it's just in college basketball, it seems it's the hardest to win on the road. Yeah, I think it's a comfort level. I mean, it's an it's a, it's a environment that you're in every single day. Um, and then you get the crowd behind you, you know, think Pirate Nation, you know, is starting to come out and support us. Uh, so we've had you know, these games at home, we've had some really good crowds. And so it definitely helps when the crowd is behind you and they're chin ECU, purple, gold. And, you know, so uh, the home court, you know, they say it's an advantage. And I definitely agree with that. Home court is definitely an advantage. You really had a big crowd for Education Day. How, how much do you like having that day each year? You know, I like it for several different reasons. Um, first and foremost is just getting young people on a college campus, you know, I think some of the schools come over a little bit early and they kind of walk around ECU. And, you know, for some of those kids, that might be the only time they've ever been on a college campus. And so I'm hoping, you know, with that experience and then they're sitting up in the stands and, you know, I tell my girls all the time, your role models, whether you want to be or not, you know, and little girls and boys as well are looking at, I want to be like, you know, number, number 22. I want to be like number three. I want to be like number 11. And it that motivates them to see the hard work that these young women put in every day and it motivates them to want to go to college. Yeah, and really, when you go to the Education Day games, two things stand out to me. The sound, the noise is completely different than it is for any other basketball game because all the high-pitched screaming and yelling and whatever the school board says, if the school board says scream, then they're all screaming. And the other thing, we were in there to do the Coach Schwartz show the uh, the next day. and No, it was that afternoon, I think it was, that afternoon. And the folks there trying to clean up, and there was more popcorn all over that Coliseum. And, and and the cleaning crew were like every year for education day we get the most popcorn because those those kids just leave a, a total mess but uh i guess it's a mess in a good way because you got a lot of people in there what was it 6166 i think was the attendance and that's a big crowd it was a lot yeah we're actually doing two of those this year um the conference actually have us playing a double header with the men um when we play rice here and we would have had to have played at three o'clock um, three or four o'clock, and I, I just didn't want to do that. You know, I wanted to have people in the stand. So, you know, we're doing a, a second education day when we played them. So, 
Yeah, it's good. I think they probably uh, have more popcorn on the floor than they put in their mouth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I definitely feel sorry for the janitors that day, but it's just it's a great experience, a great environment. It's loud. The, the players love it. Um, the kids love it. So it's a win-win for all. That date is January the 17th, so mark that on your calendar, 11 a.m. Uh, at home against the Rice Owls, and that's the second Education Day game for East Carolina and the women. Now, I've asked you this a number of times, and I, I know you, what you usually say is just just be nice to us, whatever you call us, you call us, but do you guys, guys like Lady Pirates, or do you not like Lady Pirates? I know you don't use Lady Pirates yeah. as a nickname very often. I just like pirates. Yeah. Just pirates. We're all pirates. Yeah. Just call us pirates. I agree. (laughs) East Carolina's Pirates taking on George Mason coming up next Monday. What do you do with this time off right now? Because we say time off, but it's really not time off for the the ladies, is it? Yeah, this is probably the longest longest exam break that we've had since I've been here because we played last Monday. We don't play again until, you know, the 18th, which is really two weeks. So, you know, it's exam period, so they have an opportunity to really just focus on school, no games. Um, and it, it can be tough because young people, they they live in the now. They they can't see, you know, a week or two weeks down the road. So it's like, what are we preparing for? We don't play for like two weeks. So that can be tough. And and then it's just, you know, mental breaks. You know, they're, they're in their books. They got some tough exams coming up, papers and stuff. So you know, it can be tough, you know, trying to trying to pull energy out of kids, you know, especially those first three or four days. You know, we practiced, we gave them a couple of days off this weekend and practiced yesterday. They had really good energy because I think some of them are finishing up their exams. But, you know, I tell them right now, let's just focus on us. Let, let's work on some things we need to get better at. Let's sharpen up our offense. Let's continue to improve our defense. And so our approach and mentality, you know, up until probably Saturday will just be on us, like just working on us and getting us better as a team and as individuals. I was just talking to Larry Williford, head basketball coach at Farmville Central, and he preaches defense, and he preaches, you know, that defense creates the offense. Very yeah. similar to what Kim McNeil preaches for her ladies. And I know at times this season you haven't been real pleased with your defense, have you? I haven't. You know, we, we go into each game and we have game goals. I'm 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 very goal-oriented. I, I, I want, you know, what a goal that, that gives you something that you're working towards. So we go in and every game and, you know, we have certain points that we want to keep people to certain amount of turnovers we want to force, certain amount of rebounds we want to limit them to. And, you know, even though we've held people, I think people are averaging mid-50s against us, we've allowed people to hit their average when, when it comes to scoring. And, and, and that's something that we don't want to come back in and see. We want to be able to hold people underneath what they're averaging. And then, obviously, forcing them over the amount of turnovers, you know, that they're averaging as well. And, you know, or you can say, well, you're leading the nation in, in, in forced turnovers. Yeah, but we um, – we're uh, still allowing some people to, you know, get that average. And so we got some some things we got to work on. We still have, you know, some new people in the system that are still trying to figure it out. Um, you know, like I said, this time will be a time where we can really break things down again because we're not preparing for anybody, you know, so we'll break things down and do groups and, and of, you know, back line, um, front line, and, and just continue to get people comfortable in it so they can start anticipating a little bit better than what we're doing right now. I told you this a couple of times, but you know we see you know basketball teams and we see players, and every once in a while we get a chance to interview one or two. I uh, had a chance to go to the NCAA tournament with with the ladies last year with you guys, and uh, going to Austin, Texas, which was my first trip to Austin, and just seeing seeing the look on their faces as they went to the press conference and as they they walked on the floor to, for their shoot around, and, and just you know the day before, and just just the excitement that the NCAA tournament has. I mean, I mean that has that had to be very rewarding 
rewarding for you, your coaching staff, for for everybody involved. Just just and and how they handled themselves. I mean, you know, it was just it really a neat experience, wasn't it? It was, and it was something that you know was my goal coming here to ECU. You know, was to get them you know back into the tournament. It hadn't been since two thousand seven. You know, as a head coach, I hadn't been there, had had two opportunities at, at Hartford, but hadn't reached it as a head coach, but obviously as an assistant. So, you know, something I wanted to do for this program, for this community, for Pirate Nation, um, to get us back in the tournament, to make women's basketball relevant here again at East Carolina. And I think we did that. Now it's just, Brian, to be honest with you, learning how to deal with that, because I think my returnees are feeling a lot of pressure, you know, to, to um, you know, redo what we did last year and even surpass that. So, you know, right now we're really just focusing on, you know, last year's last year. This is a new team, a new year, a new culture, um, and, and just really focusing on taking one day at a time, you know, one quarter at a time, one half at a time, one game at a time. Um, and if we do that, you know, everything else will take care of itself. I, I still feel like, you know, we are, you know, the best team in this league on paper. But as I tell the girls every single day, on paper means nothing. You know, we've got to be able to show that on the court. But, you know, we're in a new position. You know, this is a position that ECU women's basketball has never really been in, where people are now looking up at us instead of us looking up at people. And so it's it's learning how to play like that and how to approach practice every day like that. Yeah, it's one of those situations, I think, now that you're going to get everybody's best shot because, you know, when they come to Greenville or when you go on the road, you know, they understand that this is one of the best teams in in the American. And, you know, and that's a tremendous responsibility. And, you know, how you handle that, you know, is, is going to determine how much success success you have exactly and that's what we're still learning you know I think some people don't realize you know it's a process and and yes we had a winning season last year but you know and had a really good season but prior to that you know this was the first time you know anybody in the last what six seven years had played in the championship game, maybe even longer than that especially since they've been an American so it's still teaching these kids, you know, the approach that you have to have to practice every day, the mentality you have to bring every day if you want to sustain a winning program. And that doesn't just happen overnight. It takes time. And we're still getting there. We're still building that process. And we're still teaching these young kids, you know, you know how they, how they have to approach every situation. Um, and, and so hopefully, you know, by, you know, mid-January, February, we'll, we'll, we'll be there. You know, we're still working um, to, to reach that goal. If fans haven't made it out to a basketball game for the ladies, you need to do so because there are some outstanding players. Janae McNeil averaging over 20 points per game, and she really is fun to watch. She is, and they has had um, probably the last three games has played really, really well. Um, last year she was, you know, the AAC Player of the Week um, and then put up 34-35 our last home game. Yep. So she's starting to hit her stride, which we need that. But I also need some other players to start playing well, too. You know, I, Brian, I don't like looking down at the score sheet and seeing today with 34, one other person in double figures, and then it's 6, 4, and 5. You know, I want – my goal has always to have four kids in double figures, and I really feel like we can do that. We just got to get everybody on the same page on the same day. You know, we'll have two or three people or we'll have one or two, but it's getting all five collectively playing as a unit on the defensive end of the floor and playing as a unit on the offensive end of the floor. When you think of East Carolina women's basketball right now, Maya Joyner comes to mind because uh, you know she's from Farmville Central. We knew how good she was in high school. You were able to keep her here in Pitt County, which has really been really great. She's averaging 11 points per game, almost eight rebounds per game, almost a double-double. And really, when you look at, at her ability, I mean, she can get a lot better, can't she? Oh, she has so much more growth um, to do in her game and, and as a person and 
you know, it, it, you know, I said the same thing to her and Danae. They both, I think, were putting a lot of pressure on themselves. Obviously, Danae being named preseason player of the year and Amaya being first team all conference. And I told them, look, you know, they, they're not handing out trophies at the beginning of the year. Like, don't worry about it. Just focus on being the best you can be, helping your team, take the pressure off of yourself. You know, because at the end of the day, if we don't win, you don't get those accolades. You know, so right now it's focusing on the team and, and how we can get better and, and how we can win. But, yeah, you know, I've gotten on it. She ain't had a double-double all year. She's right there. She either have like, nine rebounds <laughs> and 12 or 13 points or 10 rebounds and eight or nine points. So, no, she hasn't played her best basketball yet, and I think she's still trying to figure out, you know, because we, we've got more depth. We've got more post players, you know, that can, you know, get, you know, double-digit rebounding. So I think she's still trying to figure out, you know, how to play with other post players that can rebound and do some of the things that I can do. Talk about some of those other players that, that came into the program that are probably still learning the, the East Carolina way under Kim McNeil. I think they all are. It, it, it definitely, it takes time. Like, um, you know, we had four freshmen and we had two transfers, and I think they're all still trying to figure it out. Um, our defensive system is something that you just don't learn overnight. It takes time. It almost it really takes a year to get extremely comfortable in the system because um, you think about Danae's first year, you know, she was hurt She was hurt a little bit, but, you know, she wasn't doing things that she did for us last year and this year as far as getting, you know, seven, eight, nine steals in a game. So it, it takes you time, and it's just, you know, being persistent. It's, you know, being locked in at practice and just getting comfortable in it. Um, but I hopefully, you know, by conference play, you'll start seeing some of these freshmen be a little bit more consistent because we're going to need them to play. You know, I don't want – Micah and Sania and Danae to play, you know, 38, 39 minutes a game. That's not conducive for the, the style that we play. And so, you know, these freshmen here in December, time to get better, time to learn the system, get a little bit more playing time, get them more confident so that they can do some things for us come conference play. And then, you know, Tati, the twin, she's in the starting lineup. She's doing, I think she's doing some good things on, on the rebound and on the glass, but I need her to score more points for us as well as her sister, uh, Talia. When you think about great shots in East Carolina Pirate basketball history, Bobby Pettiford beat Kennesaw State with an amazing shot. But then Micah Dennis comes up with one to beat the halftime buzzer the other day. And I swear, that that ball, she just flipped that thing up like it was easy, and it just hit nothing but net. She did. It. Uh, I thought it was going to be short, and I think she thought it was going to be short too, but I went back and I've watched it several times. It it literally hit nothing but net. <laughs> she was right on line with it. You know, I think somebody asked her whose shot was better, her or Bobby's. You know, I, I, I have to go to Bobby because he did win the game. That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I would have to give him the nod a little bit because his shot actually won the game. But both of them were um, unbelievable shots. Yeah, they really were. All right, as we wrap things up with Kim McNeil, basketball coach at East Carolina for the ladies, uh, let's talk about the schedule a little bit. Charleston Southern is up after Mason, and then number one South Carolina comes to town. That's a 12 noon tip on the 30th. Great way to get your weekend, your holiday weekend tipped off. Uh, South Carolina has already beaten number 10 Notre Dame, number 14 Maryland, number 24 North Carolina, and number 11 Utah. So the Gamecocks, are, they're going to come here locked and loaded, aren't they? Definitely. I mean, Dawn has done a tremendous job with that program. Just the ambassador that she is for women's basketball um, and where, how she's helped to grow is just incredible. And that's why, you know, it's such a, a great thing to have her and her, her Gamecocks here, you know, in, in Minji's, you know, to bring a number one team 
you know, in the country. I don't know if that's ever happened before on the men or women's side. I'm not sure. Or maybe UConn. Was UConn number one? Yeah, I was thinking that. I thought the same thing last night, Coach. UConn may have been number one at least one time when they came. Yeah, they may have been. I know they weren't one when my first year, their last year in the league. But I think it's going to be a a, a great environment, um, great experience for for the team, um, great, great uh, afternoon of basketball, you know, for Pirate Nation and and for Greenville. Um, so we're we're extremely excited about it, but you know we got two games before them. Um, that George Mason's in the next on the list, and and that's the one that's most important. And you know when we get closer to South Carolina, you know we'll start wearing with South Carolina. But right now it's all about us first, and then George Mason. George Mason, Charleston Southern, and then number one South Carolina. Next three games for East Carolina's ladies. Coach, thanks so much for your time today. We certainly appreciate it. Want to talk uh, Pirate women and their basketball program as many times as we can because uh, obviously you're, you're putting East Carolina on the map again for women's basketball, and uh, they're a lot of fun to watch. Thank you. I appreciate it. And definitely appreciate the support that Pirate Nation has given us. Please come out to the games and don't come alone. Bring a friend with you. You know, we're trying to, you know, pack Minges and definitely make it a home court advantage for us. All right. Kim McNeil, women's basketball coach at East Carolina. We'll take a commercial break. Come back with more on our show on this Monday after this. Sun Furniture is overstocked and overstuffed. Overflowing inventory means clear out prices. Save on a huge selection of sofas, sectionals, or recliners, dining sets, bedrooms, and mattresses. And right now, get $100 in MasterCard Rewards cards for every $1,000 you spend. Plus, we pay your sales tax. Use these savings on Bassett, Lazy Boy, Kincaid, and Hooker, plus many more. We're overstocked and overstuffed, and that means big savings for you at Bostic Sun Furniture. Let me show you what goes on behind the scenes when making a shakaroni. We create a shakaroni my way. An extra large pizza topped with extra cheese and extra pepperoni. It's a simple recipe. We take everything you love, then we build it bigger. Pizza gets bigger when you shakaroni. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates! Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of The Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! Turkey, ham, bacon, these and other meats are great around the holidays and every other day, but they all leave behind grease when you cook them, and grease is a real pain in the drain. When you pour grease down a drain, it cools and can clog sewer lines. That can lead to sewer spills, which are messy, bad for the environment, and can also be expensive. Never pour grease down the drain. Instead, collect it in a container like a used soup can or jar. Let it cool and throw it away in the trash. Together, we can protect our sewer system and the environment. For more information, go to GUC.com. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed. I'm Caleb's 
Stroud, the founder of Stroud's Marine. I grew up on the water and I've loved boating my entire life. In 2012, I decided to give back to the marine community by creating a way for boaters to order pre-owned salvaged marine parts online. Stroud's Marine was born to offer incredible prices and unparalleled customer service. We stand behind every part we sell and our mission is to save you money and get you back on the water as quickly as possible. Visit StroudsMarine.com today for more information. Stroud's Marine, your best source for salvage outboard parts. Yo, ho, you're listening to Pirate Radio. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Got a few minutes now. Let's uh, bring Clip Brock in and talk a little NFL football since uh, he always likes to talk when my Cowboys have a good outing, and I thought I'd save a couple minutes just to to here we go and talk a little Cowboy football with, with my buddy Clip Brock. Looked good last night, baby. They did. They looked really good. Like I said, I've said it from day one. You can ask Clip Brock this. From September on, I've said they got to win in January, and that's what they got to figure out. And I don't know if they've got enough. If they have to go on the road to beat Philadelphia and beat San Francisco in back-to-back weeks, I don't know if they can do all of that. But that was a, a, a good outing last night, a lot of fun. The other thing that, that I, I really enjoyed yesterday was the Chiefs-Bills game because I was waiting for the Cowboy game to start, obviously. And I was just amazed amazed at what, what's happening now with Patrick Mahomes, who I really, really enjoy watching play. And if you didn't see the play, you got to see it because it was, it was one of the, the great plays in the history of, of NFL football. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. But it was called back because the wide receiver was offsides. And let me tell you something. He wasn't just a little bit offsides. He was way offsides. And, and I was just surprised that, you know, if you're going to fuss at anybody, fuss at the wide receiver, right? I wonder if I thought at the time, and I was giving Mahomes a pass, he was so upset with Tony, who has screwed up other games before, that he was... Upset with him. Upset with him and maybe taking it out right. of the refs. But then he continued it after the game and kept talking about it, and a penalty's a penalty. No he matter. said it to Josh Allen. I mean, he, yeah. he was he was yelling at him. He was, he was kind of, you know, you know con- congratulating Josh Allen, but he was saying, what a crazy call, what a, you know. And, and I think what Mahomes is saying is that most of the time, the receiver usually lines up and looks to the referee to say, hey, am I on the line of scrimmage or am I off the line? Because, you know, you, you can only have a certain number of uh, per people on the line of scrimmage and in some formations, you're in the, you know, in the slot, you're off the line, and some you're on and it's a little gray area so they, they turn to the referee and say you know am I off or am I on obviously he didn't look but he was way off sides Washington got screwed with that last year Terry McLaurin at the end of the Giants game they had to win for playoff reasons and he said he checked with the official I remember that and they ended up throwing a flag and they showed him formation. checking with the official yeah. I remember that, that. Was a little, that one felt a little different right. than Tony who was just out there on an island off sides basically. yeah that was just uh, fascinating. What what happens in the NFL is absolutely fascinating year in and year out, week in and week out. Because it's it's to me it's it's such such drama uh, left and right. It's like the Lions, who, who a lot of people think you know they could win the. I don't think they're in the same category as the 49ers, Cowboys, or yeah. Eagles. Yeah. And I think they proved it yesterday by laying an egg against the Bears. But uh, Rams Ravens is nominee for Game of the Year. That was awesome. That yesterday. was awesome. Yeah, and, and I really thought the Ravens would 
take care of business, but they didn't. Uh, they did take care of business eventually, but it took them a while, and that uh, long return for the touchdown was the winner for Baltimore. But I, I didn't see I didn't see Keaton's stats. Did he he played some, but I didn't I didn't yeah, see. Yeah, he had some. De- he had pretty good numbers. Yeah. Uh, and how about twenty twenty three? Joe Flacco leading right to the playoffs. And early in the year, was he saying he was watching the games on his couch with his dad? Yeah, and, and I just I can't figure it out. Threw for over three hundred yards. Yeah, that was that was amazing for sure. But uh, life in the NFL is always crazy. All right, we got to take one final break before we get out of here. This is the Brian Bailey Show. Back to wrap it up after this. Hey you, yeah you, have you heard? Greenville Auto World is under new ownership and is now part of the DriveHereNow.com network. DriveHereNow.com is run by local people who buy, service, detail, and sell everything directly to you. Greenville Auto World is now the fifth dealership to join the DriveHereNow.com network. Get car shopping today at DriveHereNow.com and choose a location near you. DriveHereNow.com, serving Eastern North Carolina for over 47 years and proud supporter of the podcast. Hey, Miles, isn't it amazing to think our family has been distributing soft drinks since 1923? It certainly is, Landon. And with that comes a lot of change. But what hasn't changed is our dedication and commitment to our customers. I'm Miles Menjis. And I'm Landon Menjis with Menjis Bottling Group. Our family has taken great pride in refreshing our neighbors, and we are proud to have remained locally owned and operated for over a century. From our family to yours, we say thank you and are honored to be a part of this wonderful community. Here's to 100 as we celebrate our employees and our customers all over East North Carolina. From generations before us and to future generations. Cheers to the next 100 years. Cheers to the next 100 years. Hey, Pirate Nation, join us at Fleet Feet for our Wednesday pub run on December 13th at 6.15 p.m. for the Carhu Teddy Bear Trot. This event is a toy drive to benefit the children's hospital, so grab a stuffed animal and bring it with you. Every runner who donates a toy to the drive will be entered to win a special raffle prize from Carhu. We'll also have tiebreakers food trucks serving up some tasty food for us that evening, so come dressed in your holiday best and show off your Christmas-themed running gear. We can't wait to see you at Fleet Feet December 13th at 6.15 p.m. for our epic Teddy Bear. Merry Christmas and go Pirates! I'm Sam Jones, and for more than three generations, my folks have kept the fires burning for Eastern North Carolina Whole Hog Barbecue. At Sam Jones, you'll find our smokehouse pumping out wood-fired meats cooked fresh every single day. There are no freezers at our place. Everything, and we mean everything, is made fresh daily, including our sides, sweets, and sauces. Stop in and see us, and I bet you'll be able to taste our passion in just one bite. At Sam Jones Barbecue, you'll find plenty of smoke, but no mirrors. Gobble up savings at your CBD store with their daily in-store specials. If you struggle with sleep, anxiety, or pain, your CBD store has what you need. Did you know their Delta gummies are the number one in the world? They also have Delta seltzers, THCA flour, and pre-rolls, as well as gifts, jewelry, and accessories. They even have pet products for your furry friends. So stop by your CBD store today, open Monday through Saturday from 11 to 7, and located at 420 East Arlington Boulevard. Go Pirates! Pirate. 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 Pirate.
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back as we wrap up this edition of The Brian Bailey Show. Coming up next week, we've been trying to get Santa Claus. We've got the second best thing. Santa Sammy's going to be on the show with us. Sammy Batten, as we get you set for the early signing date, December the 20th. That's on that Wednesday of that week. So Sammy Batten joins us to preview that as East Carolina gets set for their signing class on the early national sign. Actually, it's the actual national signing day because uh, uh, most kids sign early and we really don't have much uh, later on in February. So that's coming up. Sammy Batten, our guest next week. I want to thank Kim McNeil, East Carolina women's coach, and Larry Williford, the fine boys basketball coach at Farmville Central for being with us today. And we'll see you next week right here on the Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.